All right. It's summertime, summer, summer, summertime. Welcome back to Scissors and Scrubs. I'm Nicole. I'm Laura. And this summer, we're going to start off not with death and mauling. No. Um, well, maybe, depending on how you look at it. We're going to start with um, interns, because mm-hmm. on July 1st, we First have um, yeah, uh, the old interns, which we'll go over the the level of, again, of who is what in the medical field. The old interns go out, mm-hmm. and the new interns come in. Nightmare. In 2011, there was a study published by the Journal of General Internal Medicine, and it reported a 10% spike in teaching hospitals um, deaths in, in the month deaths in the month of July. Mm-hmm. The spike is attributed to the July effect. Yes. What is the July effect? Well, mm-hmm. we kind of just told you. Every July 1st is the switch day. Med students, fourth year med students, become interns. Mm-hmm. Interns become second years and so on and so on. You have fifth years now become attending surgeons, depending on what they're in. Mm-hmm. Neurosurgeons, it's eight years. Um, and it's a tough time of year because we finally get the interns to the point where they're doing like uh, an appendix in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And July 2nd, it's back to four hours. It's a great yeah. time. It's my favorite time of year. <sighs> so... Um, I have like one blog where this Anthony Yoon, he's a med student and he's describing his first night of call. Um, and he's walking down a hallway and he's like, just trying to go to his call room. And mm-hmm. this nurse comes flying out of a room and she's like, call a code, call a code. And he's looking behind him and she's like, you're a resident, right? And he's like, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm a resident. She drags him into the room. She's like, you got to run this code. He's like, uh, what? And he's got the manual in his pocket. Oh, God. He's like, he's trying to look at the code manual in his pocket. <laughs> and um, he's like, he's like, I'm supposed to be the most knowledgeable in the room. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. So um, they rush into the room and he recognizes the patients in VTAC, which um, it's ventricular fibrillation, which is usually what comes just before you die. And the nurses of there, you know, the nurses are running. The, right. They, they, they just basically do, need his name on the record. Um, so he's like, all right, all right, we're going to shock him. Cause they're going, he's in a bad rhythm. We're going to shock him. So he puts the paddles on the chest. He's like, all right, everybody clear shock. And the nurse grabs his hand, says, stop, moves him off the liver, puts the oh, paddle on the chest, puts the other paddle. And then she's like, let's go. And she's like, okay, now you can talk. <laughs> he's like, yep. So I was about to shock the guy's liver, which I thought was pretty damn funny. Um, and then they get the guy back and he was like, all right, all right, I can do this. Hmm. I can do this. And they actually say the July effect happens more in December because they come into the hospital in July and they're afraid. Mm-hmm. They're afraid. Right. They get a little confident after September, October, mm-hmm. and now they're overconfident mm-hmm. and they start Making working sense. on you. Mm-hmm. I also find that the July effect um, also happens where I'm a knowledgeable nurse in June, but yeah. by June July 30th, 2nd, I'm really smart. I'm the smartest person. And then July 2nd, they look at me and I'm stupid again because mm-hmm. they haven't seen me. Right. I couldn't possibly. And they have to tell me how to do my job. Yes. And I love that. You might want to call the ICU. Really? Really? Because I called them 30 minutes ago. Like, I'm I've been that. doing this longer than you've been alive now because yeah. your interns are officially younger than when <laughs> I started. Oh. So I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, so I'll follow up later with some stories of some of the doctors we've worked with and their intern stories, but. Yeah. So (laughs) I got this article, um, it was, it's sleep deprived docs disclose hospital horrors. 
and I got it. Um, this woman, Pamela Wibble, Wibble, <laughs> Wibble. Um, wrote it. Wait, that's an unfortunate name. <laughs> I know. And it was on idealmedicalcare.org. So they're going for the ideal medical care, mm-hmm. obviously, on this. So they're saying, this article is basically saying the 20 hour, 28 hour shifts were made legal a couple of years ago for doctors, for doctors to do. It's too long. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's too long. Way too long. So these stories, I just thought these are July effect story, July effect stories because they're just the nightmares that these people go through. Like we always, like we feel bad for ourselves in July <laughs> because <laughs> they're having a, they're really. Right. I mean. Because they go from zero to 90. Right. You're nothing. And then you're a doctor. Right. Like and people are looking for you to answer questions right. and you don't even know what to do. Right. You know. And we're like, oh my God, like what? No, yeah. stand back, blah, blah, blah. We used to work with this lady and. The medical student one time said to her, um, where would you like me to stand? And we were in OR31 and she said, oh, OR30. <laughs> I'll never forget when she did that. And, we, and then, of course, we're all yeah. hysterical laughing and at like, the what? poor kid. And he's like, huh? Yeah. What? And she's like, nothing, never mind. You know, like it was, we were hysterical laughing. He's bright red. I'm like, oh, this poor kid. But these people, they, it's a lot. It's well, a lot for them. Do you remember the one nurse we worked with? The poor medical student came up to her. He's the intern. He might have been the intern. And he walks up to her and he's like, hi, I'm John Smith and I'm the uh, new intern. And she looks over at him and she's like, honey, I would lick you if you were a student. <laughs> and she turned back around, went back to the computer and he was like, what? Uh-huh. what? Am I, is she going to lick me? What, what am I doing? <laughs> she was, she's the same one. She's in the lounge. I mean, this woman, we tell stories about her all the time because she was insane. Yeah. Um, she's in the lounge, she's in the refrigerator, and the head of surgery, the head surgeon of surgery is behind her, and she turns around, and she's like, Dr. Jones, I will not sleep with you, <laughs> to the whole lounge, and he was like, what, what, I, I don't want to oh. she's like, stop following me around, and she stuck the refrigerator and walked away. Horrified. If you know this guy, he's stodgy and yeah. pompous and everything else. I will not sleep with him. Stop following me around. <laughs> she was hysterical. she was insane, and I loved every second I worked with yeah. her. Love. I loved working with her. Anyways, so these are little stories from the residents or interns' point of views of how tired they are, how exhausted they are, how scared they are. All right. And so we're gonna get little snippets. Little snippets. Um, I did my internship in internal medicine and residency in neurology before laws existed to regulate resident hours. My first two years were extremely brutal, working 110 to 120 hours per, per week and up to 40 hours straight. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. That's a whole week in like two days. Yeah. Um, I got to witness colleagues collapse unconscious in the hallways during rounds. Ooh. And I recall once falling asleep in the bed of an elderly comatose woman <laughs> while starting, while trying to start an IV on her. <laughs> so we're coming in with a kid. Passed out with the old man. The nurses are coming in like, what? What did you? What do you? No, you're on. You're on rape charges. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna put my hand on your shoulder, Nana. Just, you just look like so you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that didn't wake her out of the coma. Nothing will. I know. Well, I mean, thing. Yeah, at least yeah. she's comatose. Um, this one says, "I ran a red light driving home in residency after a 36-hour shift. Got pulled over." It was sobering. I was not fit to use my driver's license, but I had just been using my medical license for over a day nonstop. Like, you can't even drive home. You're that out of it. You're making huge medical decisions. Um, This one said, I have 
had numerous medication errors from being overtired. I also more recently misread an EKG because I was so tired I literally couldn't see straight. She actually had a subarachnoid hemorrhage, which is a A big brain brain bleed. And by misreading the EKG, I spent too much time on her heart and didn't whisk her back to CT when she came in code blue. She died. Oh, that's hard to accept. Yeah. Um, this, uh, this one says, after a 36-hour shift, I fell asleep and began dreaming while walking home. Repeatedly. It was a four-block walk. <laughs> All you had to do was walk four blocks. And this person had multiple dreams. How are you walking and dreaming? Because they were just like, I have to say, like, after some nights, I would get in my car, get on the highway, and the next thing I know, I'd be getting off my exit. I never did that, but I've fallen asleep at red lights. Yeah. I wasn't, like, a, obviously asleep. But- my eyes were open, but I... Literally, the Don't next the thing I know, home. I was getting off my exit. Yeah. Like, How the hell did I just get here? Mm. And I, we're not even close to being what these people <laughs> do. Um, this one says, I fell asleep multiple times at the light at the intersection right at my neighborhood after call. I would see home as so close and relax just enough. I had a baby and I was so afraid of forgetting him in the back seat. If I ever had him with me, I would put his bag in the front with me and my stuff in the back with him. Like, so, she, so he wouldn't forget. He, yeah. Um, luckily nothing bad ever happened in either situation, but I just got lucky. Um, as a resident in a surgical specialty, my program routinely violated work hours, yet our <laughs> attending physicians kept talking about how lucky we were because yeah, yeah. we have we work hour restrictions. We hear that all, all the, time. the time. And they are working like dogs. They work in, I mean, it's insane the amount yeah. of work. They're and trying all to come the down. attending say is, well, when I was in yeah, intern, I'm I didn't yeah, I was in a day. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um, to fool my brain into not stopping, I'd lie to myself. I'd tell myself that if I just got out of bed at 3.30 one more time, I could go to bed early that night. Or if I just got through a few more notes, I could go home and finish the rest tomorrow. I thought I could just keep going at that pace and nothing terrible would happen until I woke up in the ICU and a doctor told me I had tried to kill myself. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a bad one. Well, if you're not sleeping and you're... It's miserable. And you're under all that pressure and you're brand new and you have all these responsibilities. Yeah. It's, um, it's messes with your mind. Right. Um, in general sur- surgery residency, I had one week in which I worked 125 hours. I did a weekend of 72 hours in which I got four hours of sleep. I would secretly hope to get in a car accident and maybe break a leg. <laughs> I've thought so of that. So that I would be forced to take off from work. Just so I could get some rest. I thought of that. The way to work. Maybe if I just go off the bridge. <laughs> oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> no, that's not. Um, this I had fallen asleep at the wheel thousands of times since medical school. I literally would wake up the next day in my work clothes and not even remember leaving the hospital. I drive from 45 minutes to four hours to rural hospitals now Ooh. and in training. Currently working up to seven straight 24s in a row. That's a lot. That's literally You're not all day, every day for a week. Yeah. yeah. Your body can't even handle that. And yeah. how are you going to make any kind of a good decision? Right. When you have had no sleep. Right. Um, I was post-call after a 30-hour shift and rear-ended a car while driving uphill. <laughs> no one was hurt, but I remember the guy saying, you hit me driving uphill. <laughs> <laughs> I rear-ended somebody going Dumbass uphill. Dumbass is what he didn't say. <laughs> So I, was, I was so sleep deprived that I'd fall asleep while writing patient notes and write my dreams into the notes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kissed me. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> I've fallen asleep on a pile of shots only to have the nurses cover me with blankets. I woke panicked because I was hours behind in my work. I've fallen asleep standing up in surgery and witnessed my attending doctor fall asleep while doing um, 
surgery. I actually passed out at the end of a 36-hour shift and woke up on a stretcher in the recovery room. <laughs> We've had many... Passouts. Passouts. In July is passout month. Yeah. I mean, we talked about one on my first episodes when she trapped a nurse underneath her. But I've yes. had, I mean, it would, there was one year I think I had like three in a month. I was like, geez, you could just see the look coming over. They stand at the end of your mayo and you see it coming. Yep. And then, and then, so they're new. Mm-hmm. They're stressed out, stressed beyond belief. They're not sleeping. They're not eating because mm-hmm. they're trying to do that. I got to go to the surgery. I got to go write these notes. I got to put these what is in. I got to go see that. Pa- like they don't want to stop. And, wanna- and when they're in a surgery, they're getting call after call after yes. call up from the floors. What about this? What about aspirin? Can we DC a Foley? Can mm-hmm. you have this? It's nonstop. It's nonstop for them. And then the ones that are newer to the OR, the smells and the sights. And, and it's hot. It's hot. And you get the mask and the guy. It's not. I mean, and then who wouldn't faint standing across from me because I'm so Obviously. stunning. I mean, come on. Um, a dear friend from med school died during her neurosurgery residency. She drove over a median into a tractor trailer after oh, a 30 plus hour shift. That's terrible. She left behind her family, including a twin sister and her fiance. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. She oh, was these 30. These are good stories. I know. Well, they're, they're sad. Not, they are sad, but it's just telling you this is why it's a nightmare in July. It's very sad. Because these guys don't stop. Guys and girls. Um... This one said, I was at one of the most humane programs in the country, yet as an intern, and I would frequently gag on water while trying to drink. I knew by then that stroke patients and others with neurological impairment had swallowing problems. Mine always went away while working less than 50 hours per week. Yeah, she was stressed. Yeah, they were showing signs of neurological problems, stroke-like symptoms, because of how stressed and tired Mm -hmm. and overworked they are. Um, this one was during internship. I was driving home after a 30 hour call. It was dark and rainy out. The usual road I took home was closed. So after some roundabout driving, I got onto the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey going in the wrong direction. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Thankfully, police car saw me and pulled me over as I realized I was going into oncoming traffic. He escorted me all the way home. Oh. Yeah. Um, this, and then this one was, I have gained easily a hundred pounds over the years in part from eating Crap. Stay awake. And you eat crap. They eat whatever's in the lounge. Right. And they were eating just to keep awake. Like, yeah. let me go, you know, grab you a piece of pizza. You could put, like, 40 old dog shit in the lounge. They'd be like, oh, this looks good. Yep. The state police have woken me up on the side of the road many times when I pulled off of the highway to sleep because I couldn't stay awake until their next exit. And just... When I was in nursing school, one of the residents had asked me if I would babysit for him. He was going to give his wife ballroom dancing lessons for six mm. weeks and he's like you know would you can i sign you on i'm like yeah no worries so i'd go babysit for him and so the first time i go to babysit i was like 26 i used to be cute i used to be thin and cute and everything so <laughs> she meets me blah 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 they go and they do their ballroom dancing they come home now like i babysat six mondays in a row if you hear some weird licking and sneezing sounds the dog is in the room it's not me all right i'm not licking myself while we talk. blah 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 so, um, she, he's, I'm working with him now. It's like a couple of weeks into this. And he's like, I got a really funny story for you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, so after my wife met you, he's like, when I was an intern, we used to have a nanny for the, the baby and it was an older woman. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, I drove her home one night and I was so tired. I fell asleep out in front of her house. He's like, I didn't come home till four in the morning. <laughs> he goes, my wife said, after I met 
after she met me. She's like, don't think I'm going to buy the I fell asleep on front of her house story if you drive her home. <laughs> I thought that was so that funny. Is funny. I mean, these hospitals, I can tell you my own first day at work. The first day I walked into that hospital was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're brand new and you're like, I'm never going to be able to do this. It's too much. You don't know. I mean, there's so many operating rooms and they escorted me into this operating room. And one of a girl who I wound up traveling with like a couple of years later, she comes in with her hot red nails, blah, blah, blah. And I'm working with one of the surgeons from vascular who was just a very boisterous, loud. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know who I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. So he's working. He's doing his thing. And uh, I'm sitting in the corner and like maybe I had I mean, I was there for like two hours. An hour and he turns around and he's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> and I was like, um, the new scrub, scrub tag. He's like, the fuck is she doing in here? <laughs> I'm like, thanks. I'm welcome. So, nice to see so you. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Um, and if, I mean, every year, every July, it's always like, oh, watch, let's watch how long it takes them to find any room. Yeah. Oh, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be like, yeah, go left, and they, <laughs> I mean, they're uh, walking around for hours. You just want you. How many times I've stopped and been like, "Do you know where you're going?" Yeah. No, no. Can you show me? Uh, yeah, here. Yes. I'll walk you down. You know, I I do feel bad I for them because it's like a deer in the headlights when you see. It them. is funny to watching them. Um. So one of the nurses we work with was talking to one of the surgeons who, at this point, he's close to retirement. He's a mm-hmm. sweetheart, love me. He's one of the nicest guys we work with. So he like just starts telling her about when he was his intern year. And he was an intern. He's in the ER. He is a surgical intern, but he's in the ER. Mm-hmm. But let me stop the story real quick. Let me just go over again who everybody is because yes. you're all going to forget. So after you finish med school, you get your doctor, but you've never touched really a patient. Now you're, maybe you have, but not like this. You become an intern. That's mm-hmm. your first year of residency, whether you're going into psych, you're going into me- uh, medicine, you're going into surgery. It's your first mm-hmm. year doing whatever it is you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're brand new to, and you're learning the process of the hospital, how mm-hmm. to write orders, how to prescribe meds. They only tell you med school basic parameters. I mean, one of the stories the guy had said was he had this out of control patient, but he was afraid to give any more than 0.5 milligrams of Ativan. He was like, within two weeks, I was prescribing 20 milligrams. He was like, <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. So they're learning the whole process. Mm-hmm. The following July, they'll become second years and they learn more of the process mm-hmm. and third years and fourth years. When they're done with their residency, however many years that takes, they become an attending doctor or they go and become a fellow. Mm-hmm. And a fellow is, they are technically an attending doctor and could technically work on their own, but they're specializing in orthopedic uh, trauma or they're going to specialize in cancer. They're going to specialize in something. So mm-hmm. they're doing, they're learning that particular trait. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this particular doctor is started, he's in the ER as an intern and this patient comes in and they're bleeding in the chest. Mm-hmm. So the ER doc's like, you've got to crack this patient. He's like, what? Are you talking to me? He's like, I'm an intern. He's like, well, the patient's chest got to your surgery. You got to crack the chest. He's like, I can crack the chest. He's like, you got to crack the chest. He's like, so bring him up to the OR. Intern, I'm cracking the chest to stop the bleeding. And in comes one of the head cardiac guys oh, from God. back in the day. Not the one everybody talks yes. about, but the head cardiac guy comes in. And he comes in and he's doing his thing. And, you know, this intern, intern. doctor is like, doing it. he's like shaking in his boots. And after everything has calmed down, he finally looks up. And after he had chewed him a new asshole mm-hmm. for bringing this guy up and not calling cardiac, he's like, who the hell are you anyway? <laughs> he's like, I'm the intern. Oh. He's like, what? Like, again, choose him another yeah. guy. So, poor guy. So, I was dying laughing. And then somebody else, like, we had another cardiac surgeon who um, 
he was very difficult, is that kind of words to say? Okay. He had these piercing blue eyes, mm. and he would put his loops on, and he'd, it didn't take much to set him off. The color of the drapes could set him mm-hmm. off. And he'd zone in on you with those loops and those blue eyes, and that was it. For eight <laughs> hours, you were, you were yeah. done. Whether it was the nurse, it could be anybody in the room. So he had done this to one of his fellows, and he tortured this guy so much, he put him into AFib. Mm-hmm. Legit AFib. <laughs> they had to take the guy to the ER. I'm like, and you know, he probably was like, yeah. yeah Great. Oh, I did that. I used to pretend to be chameleon in his room. Yeah. So I would match the cabinets. Mm-hmm. If he didn't see me, he couldn't yell at me. I'm the bovie now. Now I'm the suction machine. I just blended in with the furniture and just listened to the scrub nurse to see whatever he needed. Because he'd mumble on purpose. He was, he's a great guy. He liked me, thank God. Well, because you were blonde with blue eyes. Uh-huh. He never gave me a hard time, uh-huh. necessarily, but I didn't want to get one either. I was um, very big into just pretending oh, I didn't I was exist. dead quiet. Yeah. I just I stared at him and pretended I was my listening. Job. I sat at the end of the bobie hmm. and just listened. Uh, my first night on nights, uh-huh. I came in. And at that time, I had sequined silver shoes that I would wear. Oh, yeah. And... I was working with this particular scrub nurse. Um, she's not my favorite scrub nurse to work with. She was kind of a spaz. Mm-hmm. So he liked to have a slush machine every time oh, he did God. this cardiac surgery. So it's something you got to get. It's a process. All right. So I come in at 11 o'clock at night. You're going to cardiac, you know, because it's my first night on no. nights. And I'm bottom of the totem pole. No. Whoosh, down to cardiac I go. Mm-hmm. This surgeon came in like whistling. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I like the shoes. He was all over the place. Where's my slush machine? And her answer is, I don't know how to use it, so I didn't get it. This is at 11.03. Oh, God. So you mean to tell me I don't get a slush machine because you don't know how to run it? Oh, boy. She was like, well, yeah. That was it? Yeah. She's not my favorite person, and I felt bad for her by 7 o'clock in the morning when he was still screaming at her. Eight hours Later, and I thought, how did you fuck this up in five minutes? Right, it was, was so good. Whistling when he <laughs> came in, great. how in five minutes did you yeah. ruin the whole night? I wanted to kill her. Yeah, she was never good in that with him. No, no, no. And then she never had to go back in the room, but I got to stay oh, yeah. with him. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I have a couple of stories. One, oh my god, one is a nurse. She was a newer OR nurse. She's a very good friend of ours. <laughs> So he had a patient. It's a sensitive topic I'm going to discuss. And I'm not laughing at what this person was having done. I'm laughing at her reaction to it. Oh. So this person was male and had cut off his parts mm-hmm. because he wanted to be a female. Mm-hmm. So basically when they brought him in, they brought him in kind of traumatically. And he they were going to finish the process for him. And he's, she's, they're putting him to sleep. And when you're putting a patient to sleep, you stand there and you hold their hand, mm-hmm. you're looking at mm-hmm. them. And he looked at her and he's like, have, have you guys ever done this before? And she looked him in the face. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the anesthesiologist looked at me. He's like, stop. Would you shut up? She's like, no, we never do this. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know why I just said that. <laughs> they put him to sleep. And she turned around and left the room. <laughs> She's like, I, I don't know why you just said that. I'm like, you not lie. Just lie. Yeah, they yes, lie. thousands of times. We do these all the time. Yeah. Lie to them. No. <laughs> Never. We had just gone through all this sensitivity training. 
for transgenders, right? And I get a transgender patient. And I'm so nervous that I'm going to screw it up. Everything they told you not to you do, did. I did. He, uh, he, um, it, uh, but, which, I couldn't, <laughs> I was horrified at my behavior. <laughs> I looked at the, the, and I'm orienting somebody. And oh, I looked God. at her and I said, I swear to God, I'm never like this. <laughs> I don't, I think it's because it he, he, she came down traumatically as well. So I couldn't mentally prepare mm-hmm. myself to do this correctly yeah. because even though they identified as a she, they did not look at all female. So I couldn't, I just made a mess of it. Yeah. I made a mess of it. So I was like, oh my God, Nicole, get a hold of this. I was, I was horrified by my parents. <laughs> um, and then I have one more story and then we'll let you all go. Um, one of our head neurosurgeons was an intern and I remember him as an intern. Okay. And at the time he was an intern, that same pompous, no, I'm not going to have sex with you, surgeon mm-hmm. was the head of surgery. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal when you were in his room. It was very, it was like working with the president. It's yeah. a very big deal. So he's doing a lapar- laparoscopic surgery with this guy. And mm-hmm. he's got the flu. Oh. So he's sweating. sweating. <laughs> and he's holding, like if you've ever seen laparoscopic surgery, these instruments are long sticks and they have little handles on the end. And they're holding their fingers outside the patient's body, manipulating mm-hmm. the sticks. <laughs> and he passes out. <gasps> and Goes down to the ground with his fingers still, still in the face <laughs> in his arms. But as he's passing out, he's like, oh, Dr. Jones. <laughs> and the scrubs nurse was like, it was the most sexual sounding thing I had ever heard in my, oh, Dr. Jones. <laughs> and he's there with his arms still on the drapes, his knees on the ground. <laughs> and the doctor's like, somebody pick him up and get him out of here, please. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Jones. Every time I work with this guy, that's, that's all I can like think it. of. It's probably been 30 years. Oh, yeah. Dr. Jones. <laughs> Maybe you should do that next time. I think I should. I yeah. probably wouldn't remember a goddamn yeah. thing. Um, do you have more from no. our interns? No, I don't. Do you have any great intern stories from your day? I mean, the best will never be Dr. Beach in his yoga in the room. No, that was... I didn't think he was an intern yet. He was a med student. I think he was a med student back then. Yeah. That was something else. No, they just... I used to just feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. I always loved working with the ward service, which they don't call it that. It's like the, it was a service that we had. For people who didn't have a lot of insurance and they stuff They didn't have like insurance that. and stuff. So they would see the chief resident mm-hmm. and the residents that worked under him. He worked as an attending. Right. Even though he was still a resident. Um, and so they were all new. They had attendings that overlooked them, but they ran this room. Oh, yeah. And... I just, I loved being in there, but all, like every year I was always like, so how, um, how does this one do it? How does this one do it? How does this surgeon do it? How do they do this? How do you, do they what use What am I this? supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to use this? Do they use that? And like the whole, you really ran the whole show in that room. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it like this. This is what I'll give you, you know, and you, it, I just loved that room, but. No, I don't have any. Well, I guess a few words of advice to interns, new nurses, mm-hmm. cause they're all coming out as well. Um, no matter how nasty and bitchy the person is to you, remember they were new one day too. Yeah. Everybody had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. We all had to learn what a snap and a schnit was at one day. Right. I didn't know all this stuff. Right. You got to have that patience. Mm-hmm. Um, interns, if you don't know what you're doing, it's ask. okay to ask. Ask. And the nurses do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So ask them. Right. They'll make you look like a rock star. Mm-hmm. But if you come in and you treat the nurses like shit, mm-hmm. you're on your own and they'll make you fail. <laughs> Our friend we were just with today was telling me that um, a new intern came in the room 
And he comes in with his hands wet. Mistake number one. Mistake number one. You always, as an intern or medical student or newer person, or really anybody other than the attending, you get your gloves Mm -hmm. and you get your gown and you Mm -hmm. give them to the scrub. And she will open them. Yep. And then the scrub will be ready to gown and glove you. So he comes in hands wet. She said, did you get your gloves? No. Well, now you're going to have to dry yourself off. And do it again. Go get your gloves. And he was mad. And then he was... She said he was leaning on the patient. She's like, hey, you know, just watch out because you're kind of leaning on. No, I'm not. Oh. She's like, ah. I was like, yeah. So now you are whether you were or you weren't. You just mm. were told you were. You were. Like, and then she said, oh, just be careful because you're really close to contaminating something. Like, no, I'm not. I'm like, oh, oh God. She's like, yeah, a it's problem. a nightmare. <laughs> I'm like, gonna have a problem. okay, so what was his name so we can yeah. watch out? And then she did yell at him about something. And the next day when he came back, he was much better. And much more prepared. Good. Yes. Well, rule number two. Um, so when you're in surgery, the scrub nurse has a tray in front of her full of instruments. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken about this before where they want to grab a scissors mm-hmm. and hold on to it for dear life because it makes them an integral part yes. of the surgery. Keep your hands mm-hmm. off the mayo. Mm-hmm. Don't touch their instruments. Mm-hmm. Don't try to be overly helpful. Mm-hmm. They will take care of you. They'll give you what you need. Mm-hmm. Keep your fingers out of the pot. Yeah. Like, that? I'll always hand them a big hand. Yeah, yeah I'll gonna, let you know. Here, they're going to need this. Here, yep. they're going to need that. I'll keep you guided. I'll let you. If you start grabbing, no. I'm not giving you anything. In no. fact, if I'm going to put figure, my needles loaded on that end so you, you can stab. <laughs> figure out what a schnit is and see what on my mayo and try to hand it up yeah, to them. I'm going to kill you. I will murder you. Yeah. Don't. Because, you know, otherwise you could stand here and I'll go take a break. Yeah, I'll go stand If down. you know how to do all this, you come yeah. stand here. No. So, I'll get you prepared if you're good. Right. Yeah. But the attitudes. Oh, God bless. Okay. So, anyway. This isn't the longest episode, but it's a fun episode because July is coming. We, I think the most famous saying all the month of July is, don't get sick during the month of yes. July. Like, that's what we all say. Yes. Well, don't get sick. Yes. Don't get in an accident. Don't get hurt. Because <laughs> the brand new guy's going to be looking yeah. at me like, let me get my manual out. I know this is in the picture book. <laughs> so stay healthy this July. Yeah. Give them a month to learn. Wait wait till what, September? You'll be safe in September. I mean, they are overwatched. They're watched. People are watching oh my God. them. Yeah, we say this. But- and they watch them more in July, probably than any other month, because they really have no clue what they're doing. Right. But they pick it up pretty quick. They do- it's the, amazing. The small it really- ones pick it up pretty yeah, quick. It's amazing how... Quickly. Quickly. They come along. but And you always have the core nursing group on the yes. floor, in the OR, yes. in the ED, who will direct. Right. And they don't let you do things that are going to kill somebody. Yeah. And they don't let you do things that are going to hurt somebody. So, And if you're smart, just make friends with the nurses. Because if you're yes. good to them, they will be good to you. Yes. That's my best word of advice. Um, so good luck to all my nursing friends yes. with July, July coming. And if there's any random interns listening, good luck to you, too. <laughs> Be nice to me and I'll be nice to you. Bye. Have a good night. <laughs> like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.